The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. The Buyback. Hi listeners, we have a new mic and we're still learning. At the beginning of this episode, there's some kind of rhythmic tapping happening. It only lasts for a little bit, but uh, as we get better with doing the sound and new mic system that we have, uh, the audio should get better. Just bear with us. Hope you enjoy this special episode of The Buyback. All right, how are you guys? Uh, Today is a little bit different, a little bit special. Uh, I'm still John. I'm still Alex. But we have a guest with us who we're not gonna name. Uh, Recently in an episode, we talked a little bit about bookkeeping or bookmaking, I guess the, the term is. But we wanted to talk to someone a little bit more about that, so we're doing a, a super secret, shady, <laughs> quiet un- episode. Undisclosed location, undisclosed people. So how are you, undisclosed Wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see. It's, he's actually shadowed like it's uh, one of those documentaries. Well, this uh, isn't his real voice. It's all muffled. So how are you, uh, person? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Cool. Awesome. Um, so, we're talking about bookmaking, is that the right... Bookie. bookie. Being okay. a bookie, I guess you would say. So, let's start with that. What does a bookie do? So, we take basically action on sporting events. It could be even political. We have a wide variety of things that we can cover from regular sports to uh, boxing, even like the elections we had that we covered and all that stuff. Are you going to do Yeah, I mean, are going to do the elections tomorrow? No, that's not correct. It's not. It's not big enough for okay. it to get put because the the book that we operate is everywhere. It's not just here in New York. So oh, okay. it's wide ranging across the country, pretty much. Yeah, it's just like the, the the site that we use has far reaching areas. It's not just based here in New York. So they wouldn't put a New York City race on there. But we did have like you know the presidential election and stuff like that. What were the odds in who, whose favor for that last one? So it actually it was pretty funny because it kept going up on Biden, and then during it, when the early results were in, because it was the people they counted the in-person votes first, which yeah. was Trump, the numbers were high on him, and the and the line actually did move to um, plus uh, to Trump being a favorite live live action. You could still put in, wow. and Biden became the underdog during it, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. and then and now they flipped back when the when they started tallying the uh, absentee ballot. So it was kind of it was one of the crazier things. Like if you know you had to feel Biden was gonna win, and then when they went to plus money, and he was kind of like, whoa, what what do they know? Kind of that people don't know, but they actually didn't know. Yeah. Hmm. So how does it work? What do you so you you go to a bar, you give them the things that you tell them what people can put money on? Or? No, they have they have they, the, we'll give them accounts. It's an online account, and then it has everything there. And the only thing that will that we will limit is like how much they can bet per game, or how much they can bet per week. Okay, so. But they'll have access to everything unless they ask to like turn a section off. Like we also have like a casino. Some people don't want that on there, so they'll turn off. We have horse racing too, which is the same basal software that OTB uses on it. And so we'll have all that stuff on there. And then if like an agent wants to turn it off or something like that, we could do that for them and stuff like that. So is it uh, the bar 
like owns their own book. They can get their own sheet. What, what, they, what they usually do is they get like what they consider their own sheet, and then they can either put it in themselves from a customer, and if they have a customer who's maybe a good. Uh, like a loyal customer, someone that they trust, or whatever, they can give them like their own account to like do it. But a lot of times, sometimes the bars will just take they'll take the action there, like on say like Sunday football or whatever, and then they can give out accounts themselves. If 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 we're after you know connecting and you know gaining trust, they can make accounts for individual guys so that they don't even have to place it like say at a said bar or whatever. So yeah, it, is are there any bars that you do that literally have a book still? Um, yeah, well, yeah, so they'll, they'll write it down so, so they know who it is because if they, if, they, if they only have one account, what they'll do is they'll put the bets in, but the, what you can't say who it's for, so then they'll have to write, the, they'll write it down in, a, in their own book who, who bet what so they know who to collect for. Cool. So that's how that usually goes, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. And then <laughs> so cool. you, at the end, you either pick up what's owed or you drop yeah, off Yeah, so it goes, it goes for the whole week. You know, it starts on, a, starts on a Monday, ends on a Sunday of the week, and then you have usually to, you know, towards the end of last week. Some people will, you know, pay even earlier or, or collect. Like if someone, if someone usually pays me earlier in the week, then when they win, I'll usually pay them but you usually have to like Thursday or Friday to clear up of the ne of the next week to, to pay up for huh. how and why did you start booking um actually I, I started out actually just being a gambler on sports myself so I was doing it for even years before I even switched sides but actually I do both sides <laughs> actually I actually gamble myself at times also but uh um, I was doing it for years myself, and then one of my really good friends, his family was kind of was already in it for years and years and years, and he knew I knew about it. So then they brought me in and said, "Hey, do you want to?" And then I started gaining my own following and, and customers and stuff like that. And so that's how I got into the other side, being the bookie. So, oh, so. And then the why is just, you like to gamble and you try to yeah, well, it's, well, it's almost like I'm gambling on their side. So, like, when I watch their bets, like, I see where the side's actually. So, like, for example, like, well, being in New York, there was more money for sure on the Brooklyn Nets than the Bucks. So, watching their, the money, I had, they had more money bet on the Nets than the Bucks. I wanted the Bucks to win. So, even though it wasn't my money, like, laid out, I was rooting yeah. for the Bucks yeah. to win so that I could make money off yeah. of them losing. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I, I get, you know, like, a certain cut of, yeah. like, so when you when you do your own bets uh, for yourself, just if you want to get on something, do you do it through yourself? I actually do. So, like, the cut that I get, like, if I lose a bet, I don't have to pay my own cut to myself. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not gonna do it under like someone else. It's just it's just easier that way. Cause I can yeah. keep control of what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Is there like ever a situation where you uh, want to bet on something but you can't do it through yourself? Like, like. No, no. Usually, like if if it goes somewhere, like if I agree with sometimes like on a game, then I'll just play it even if it means they're going to win. Also, like I try not like, if the money is really one sided, I try to leave the game alone. Yeah. But if the money's split, then I'll kind of like, if I, if I like the game, then I'll just bet it with the okay. side that I feel. But there's no limits to what I can actually play or not. Cool. It's no different than someone else playing. Yeah.
So what are the benefits? Why do it? What, are, what do you get out of it? How do, how do you get what you get? How does it work? Basically, money is the motivator, but like like you said, it's also the winning. So like, it's actually not the same kind of rush for me winning because other people losing as opposed to me winning a bet. So even if I just place like a $100 bet myself, I'm more into the game and invested in the game than if I'm going to win $1,000 with other people losing on a game. So it's kind of funny in that way. But um, yeah, I guess the overall premise is, you know, winning and then and then also the money is a nice thing because there's what's called like a vig in, in, in gambling. So if you like place a hundred dollar bet, you're really uh, on a money line. I mean, on a, on a point spread, you're risking a hundred and ten to win a hundred. And if you and if you win, you win 100. If you lose, you lose 110. So meaning, if you win one game and you lose one game, you still technically lost money. So you have to you have to win better. Like the gambler has to win more than 52. It's like 52 and a half percent of their games just to break even. It's not 50-50. So that's in a way right there that we make money. Because even if a guy wins and loses, wins and loses, he's and he ends up losing money. You know, and then it, and obviously the bigger the better, the more those. So if they win a five hundred dollar bet, they're winning five hundred, and then if they lose, and if they lose five fifty, so now they've lost fifty dollars on two bets. You know? But if they win a five hundred dollar bet and lose a four hundred dollar bet, then they're still going to come out. They'll they'll lose four forty and they'll yeah. they'll win sixty dollars. Yeah. yeah, they win. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you win more bets than you lose, but over the whole like, when you when you aggregate them all out to like say like. 50 wins and 50 losses, they've lost a considerable amount of money. Even if they've won 50 and lost 52, they're still actually down yeah. money, you know, overall. Okay. Oh, but they don't, they set, they set lines to get, they, they, they're smart, they know how to set lines to get you to bet one side. They, yeah. they, 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 those people who set the lines, they know what they're doing. So when you say, oh my God, that looks, that's, why is that line like that? Like they know, I like I remember a few a few years ago because sometimes we see lines and we're like, oh man, that's something. And then we get tons of action. And we're like, oh man. I remember a few years ago, um, the Steelers and the Jets were playing, and Ben Roethlisberger I think had back to back or three games in a row of like five touchdowns and no interceptions. Like, and they won all three games, Steelers, and then they played the Jets at the Jets. And I want to say the Jets were either like. A small fee. They were good, but they weren't like you know. And Ben Roethlisberger was on fire, and I want to see the Jets were like a small favorite, or Pittsburgh was a slight, slight favorite. It was like it was. You, you were like, whoa! You would think Pittsburgh would have been like a seven-point favorite, and the Jets ended up winning the game. And we're like, and everyone got crushed on it. Was literally everyone bet Pittsburgh. I I didn't bet the game myself because I still I just saw it was going. I was like, oh, it looks weird. But I had them like in a knockout pool, and I lost because I picked that. You know, yes. I'm like, yeah, they're winning, and and they didn't. You know, so. <laughs> what are the dangers of your job, and the legal ramifications if there are any? Um, dangers. I mean, we try to. It's, it's not quite the movies like where you see like, oh, you're you need to go break someone's you know kneecap with a bat if they don't pay you their money. You know, you're given time. You know, payment plans, whatever, and stuff like that. But um. Usually, people are pretty, like, you don't take in someone that you don't know, regardless. So, you know, they have to be vouched for by someone. So then you put, even if you don't know them, like, personally, the person that they're through, you, they have to put the pressure on that person that they know. So, uh, there's not too many dangers in that. 
more than the legal aspect of it because it was more it's probably more like tax evasion than anything else like they're not because we're not claiming any of the stuff you know because it's not legal so you can't really claim it so is that why at casinos it is legal but through you it's not because the casinos mm. do claim it and keep records right and well and also the, the process has to be um like there has to be like oversight of it so like all the books in like Vegas and stuff like that they're they're watched over by the gaming commission in like Las Vegas and so like New Jersey just got sports betting not too long I mean, although a year ago whatever and they're over they're watched over by the New Jersey gaming commission and then they have to yes they pay all their taxes and they pay a higher rate because it's you know they, they set their own rates for them what they have to pay and then also the gambler would then, if they win a considerable amount of money, would actually be given like a W two for yeah. they would, would they would have to claim Play their that. wins okay. and stuff like that too. So that you have to pay taxes. So there's a lot of benefits to not doing it through like a website or or the mobile thing. But like you could go to like someone who lives in Manhattan can just drive across the bridge on their bike or a walk or whatever and get into New Jersey and they could bet mobily. So it's not legal. They, they, they passed it to legalize it here in New York, but they haven't um, set up any of this stuff yet. It's going to be some time before it would be like legal in New York. But it still won't be for us yeah. unless, because we wouldn't be able to then go to them and get like, it's going to be one, I think, uh, well, I, I know like Cuomo wants it to be one through um, like the lottery commission. He wants to set up like, Basically, his cronies with <laughs> a company that a company's going to be running it, whatever that's going to be obviously paying New York State yeah. to like run it, and it's going to be probably someone that he knows or, or oh, giving money to his campaigns yeah. and um, all that kind of stuff. When that happens, are you worried about losing like betters? Probably I'm not. not right? No, I actually think it might even give us maybe more because I know some people are worried about themselves getting in trouble for betting because it's illegal but there's no nothing's gonna happen to someone who's a casual better you know unless you obviously won tons of money somehow and they could prove it and then and then you didn't pay taxes on it but like you're doing it three years so it would be tough I think that way I think there's also um, I mean people are much more like I would rather be in a bar where I'm comfortable yeah. putting it through someone I know rather than yes. the New York State lottery right yeah. and, and and so the advantage so 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 when someone when some people who are more you know law abiding people who want to follow the rule like it's almost kind of like how like marijuana became legalized you know people would hide it now people there's people who still smoked it outside but now that it's legal like outside recreationally in like New York City people who didn't do it before go out there now and do it because it's legal so they're because they're law-abiding they don't want to get in trouble so they were weed smokers before but they never smoked outside because they didn't want to get in trouble so with gambling there's people who want to gamble who who maybe only do it when they go to vegas or go to you know atlantic city and place bets while they're there at the sports book there who want to do it but it's not legal so they say they don't want to do it so once it becomes legal they might be looking for other ways because there's advantages to doing it through a person rather than through one of the big sites because for those you have to fund it ahead of time so um in ours you get a credit so like oh, if, yeah, you, if, you want, if you want to if you want to bet a game 
you can't just say, okay, put $500 on it. You have to deposit $500 into your account, or if you're in, if you, if you, you'd have to go to a place, give them your $500, get your ticket, and now you don't have that $500 in your hand, and then you got to go back to it to go collect it. You know, so you have to have the money up front, and if, if you're doing it through mobile. When it becomes legal here, you still have to. The money is still out of your account while you're doing it. You probably have and to. Where pay. ours is at the end, so you probably yeah. have to pay into the app, and then it, you place your bets. Right, there. right. You definitely fund it with your bank account. Is definitely connected to it. Yeah. Your bank account is definitely connected to it, and you have to fund the account and then place it. So, you know, some people I, we have people who will bet maybe a couple of thousand spaced out over a bunch of games, six, eight games at one time, five hundred dollars each. That's three thousand dollars, but they they wouldn't lay out three thousand dollars in cash. They wouldn't just do that because they know most likely they're not going to lose all the games that they bet. So, and they're anticipating winning, so they're not even thinking about it. when you have to actually lay out three thousand dollars. It makes you think, and you're probably not doing it. You're not betting six games at you know eleven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday for football the whole day and laying three thousand dollars out of your pocket when you actually have to physically hand it over to someone as opposed to just hitting a couple of buttons on a thing and it's I don't want to say it's imaginary but it's technically imaginary money because it's not a dollar you know the money's not actually there it's just the unit it's not real until you have to meet up to to pay until somebody yeah, somebody actually does yeah, yeah. Yeah. get the money but, but also the likelihood is you're not losing all six games anyway so you're not really losing that safe you know, like three dollar whatever it is the full, the full amount that you risked out you know if it's a bad day and you do lose then, then, then that's when you, that's when the issue is like oh and then like, oh I gotta you know like why, you really shouldn't but that's we have the safety guards kind of in there to limit people that we don't know or verify so like even if someone's verified early they don't have um they start them out with smaller accounts to start you know they don't get they don't get a large uh per game bet or or weekly total they have to earn your trust to get yes yep yeah and then over time if they're paying and then everything's working then you can open them up to higher amounts What's the wildest story from booking? Is the term booking? Is that what making? Well, well the book, the book, yeah, bookie. You're a bookie or run a sports book, but um, like we don't actually set our own. Like we we can adjust lines ourselves, but it's it's set by logarithms. You know, like Vegas, what they said, they all come up with the same kind of numbers. But then we can we we can switch our lines. A little bit based on the action that we're taking in. So our action, our line might be different than what, like a, what Vegas has, because they're adjusting their lines to based on the, what they're taking in. So, like for example, being in New York, it tends to people bet the New York teams more. So if a New York team is in a game, the line is probably going to be different than what is in Vegas. So like, you know, because more people have it, so we need the line to go the other way a little bit to make it less interesting to get money on the other side. Because they want nothing more than really to be 50-50 kind of because then they don't have any, then they don't have to worry about winning or losing. And then if the money is one way, then they have to root the other way, obviously. But, um, but you adjust lines based on it. So we can adjust lines, but we don't actually make it. So 
So it's just being more like a bookie yeah, okay. is what you would call. Yeah. So what's the wildest story? Yeah, okay. so, so this was... <laughs> yeah, so this was like right at the beginning when I started doing it. And I was still actually betting more myself. As it's gone on, I've bet less and I do more the other way now. Because I'm making enough money and going the other way now. Um, but at the beginning, right when I had gotten in... I had a guy who was like see me placing bets, a coworker of mine, and he would say he like he like playing the lottery. So he would always be like, "Oh, oh, what? It's even money?" He didn't know much about gambling. So he'd be like, "Wait, so the Lakers are minus five, and they win? If I risk twenty, I'm just winning twenty dollars." I'm like, "Yeah, you just you're winning basically the same amount that you bet." And he was like, oh, I'm like, but they have parlays where you can bet multiple teams and you lay out money. He's like, oh, so let me see. So it turned out end up that he started doing, like, these parlays a couple of times a week, $20 parlays. And he would pick, like, 10, 12, 15. I think at that time it was up to 15 teams you could do in a parlay. And he would bet, and I would put the bets in for him. So he would say, I want this team, this team, this team, and it would be like $20 to win, you know, 15000 or 20000 or 30000 because he had so many teams. And um, I would put the bets in for him. And he gave me the twenty dollars, and he moves, and he moves, and it was over the course of like several months. And I was like, you know what? He's not even coming close to winning. I'm just gonna hold all the action, not even just take my cut of it. I'm gonna hold all of it because this guy's not gonna win. He doesn't know anything about it. So a couple, so go on a couple more months. Twenty dollars here, twenty dollars here, twenty dollars here. I clack, I clack, I clack, clack, clack. You know, a couple of times a week. Not, not, it's not much money, but I'm like, this guy's no chance. I'm just taking it. Then all of a sudden, one day, <laughs> yeah, he had a 15-team parlay. I want to say that they were all NBA games, actually. I think it was like a Saturday. He had $20 to win almost, it's just over $80,000. $80,000. He hit the first 14 games in this parlay. I'm like, oh my god, how how am I gonna pay you thousand dollars if he wins? Cause I held it, I didn't put the bet in. So I'm like, oh man, how am I going to do this? And I remember the game was the Lakers versus the Clippers. This wasn't a this isn't the last couple of years where the Clippers were good. This is when the Clippers were bad. And the game, obviously, they both play at the Staples Center. So even though the Clippers were the home team. The Lakers play all their home games there, so they know what the rims are like. They know they, they shoot in it because there's different depth steps. So teams always always play better at home than they do on the road. But but this is the Lakers technically still their home arena too, and the Lakers were a nine point favorite. And the game starts. I'm like, oh my god, I'm watching this game. And the Lakers and the Clippers go out right off the bat and have and, and are in the lead. Through the first quarter, you know, seven, eight points. Uh, they, they, they actually go up like double digits, the Clippers. Now, normally, if I was betting, if I bet the Clippers plus nine or whatever, or if I had the Lakers minus nine and the Clippers were up ten, I'm like, oh, man, I lost this bet. Because you're like, it's 20 points difference right now because they're losing by 10 and they have to win by 9, whatever. So, but I would, because it was $80,000, I felt it was like a two-point like difference. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. The whole time, the whole game, I don't think the Clippers ever trailed. 
but I was sweating the whole entire game. I think they cut, I think they cut it down to like four or five, maybe in the fourth quarter, and then it went back up. But I was like, oh my god, because even if they took the lead, they still had to get all in nine, which I didn't think was going to happen. But but in my head, it was like so close, and they ended up losing. The Clippers ended up winning the game outright, anyways, and. The guy did not win eighty thousand, and I did not have to find eighty thousand dollars to give him. And so every time after that, I placed yeah. his bets, yeah. and he never won. But I was fine with that. <laughs> never needed that. Never needed that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I think you kind of covered the last question too. I mean, I just asked like, have you ever felt like you were at risk or, or anything like that? And that's a huge risk. Yeah, that was a huge risk, yes. Now I don't hold anyone else's action. It's not worth the few extra percent that I would get or whatever and stuff like that because, you know, know, the house always gets paid, you know. So, um... So that, that difference in percentage is not worth it. So now I just stick with my percent that I get from people. So, so with, with, he won, he got moral of the, the story, yeah, don't be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> don't be greedy. That's yeah, good. It's good moral. Yeah. With the 14 games, though, he still made money? Or no. He, he so in a parlay, you have to win all of them, which is why $20 why would so pay you $80,000. Oh, yes. You have to win. It's all. It's yeah. considered one single bet, so any yeah. loss in it. If you get like a tie, it would just reduce it down one. Yeah. But yeah, any any. One loss in a parlay, you lose the bet. That's all. That's I'm learning so much. Yeah, like I've learned words like action, parlay. I'm also have anxiety money. thinking about that story now. <laughs> like yeah. just feel like eighty thousand dollars I gotta find. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, and this was at the beginning too. So <laughs> yeah. it was like, well, you, were, that, you said you, I didn't have any thousand dollars. Yeah. And, it, if, and it, like if I had done it through through thing, they would actually give me the money to pay him. You know, like the house gives me the money. What you were holding, so was that? Yes, but I never actually placed it in, so they're not giving me anything because it doesn't yeah. show anything. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bet's not placed, so oh, yeah. So I placed Jesus. every bet after. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably better it turned out that way, just because in the future maybe it wouldn't have turned out that I way. Know, I saw it. I learned my lesson. Now I just do everything like, uh, uh, like you know, if if someone called me to do it, I put it in. You know, I don't care. Oh, you look at it. Yeah. You yeah. go. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I just kind of came up with another question. Okay, uh, last question, though. Not that yeah. take too much of your time. Uh, how has COVID affected? Oh, it definitely. Well, at the beginning, obviously, you had there was no sports at all for a while. So obviously, that was gone. You know, luckily, there's not that much like over it because it's all online. So it's not there's nothing. No one really has been working in person other than people that are setting up. You know, behind the scenes to tackle like the IT people. But um, with that part, yeah, you just weren't. There was no money to be made. I didn't just rely on my money from my regular job. You know, luckily, luckily I have a regular job also you know um and then after it you know some people were hurting like you know they, they, they lost their job so i definitely lost a bunch of accounts after it i've had some come back and i had some new but it's not it's definitely not what it was pre-covid yet yeah definitely not so you do this through bars, but isn't there a way that people could just do it through you too, though? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't do, I don't just do bars. I have bars, but that's not, that's not all. I have people through people, like you know, I have friends who do it, and then they have their friends, and you know, and so it goes like so that. The number of bars that you have versus like number of people that come directly to you. I'm Um, 
I probably have more individual accounts than bar accounts because it's like the bar, I've gotten individual accounts through bars too, okay. where they now have their own account, even if they weren't met through the bar. So actual like straight bar where they're putting multiple bets in with themselves is nowhere near the amount of individual accounts that I have for single people. Cool. I mean, a bar account it's like an individual, right? Like you don't treat a bar account different than individual accounts. Um, well, yes, in the sense that the bar, if the bar has it, we give them a kickback. So if they lose money, they get to keep. That's the whole point of like. So if an individual loses money, they give it all. If the when the bar if the bar if the bar puts in like sixty plays through twenty whatever yeah. and they lose money whatever the action or how face you know different different bars get get different percents but they get they get to keep their cut if it loses yeah. so if they lose ten thousand they might keep whatever a thousand yeah. or two thousand of it the ten twenty percent or whatever for doing it because they gotta make one they're they're writing you know they're doing work for it too. Be worth it for so them. yeah yeah so that they have to they have to make some money if the people lose too. Is it uh, based on how many bets the bar does? Yeah, yeah, the action. How much kickback they get? Yeah, yeah, the more money it's doing, the higher percent. Like, so then you might even start a wolf lower, and then if they're doing good, they're like, and every week they're losing, you say, hey, you know, because then it gives them incentive to try even find more people, the more, the higher percent they get. Oh, you gave me a little bit more money? Oh, I'm going to see if I can get more people now for it. So yeah. it works both ways. Yeah. Could the, so the person wouldn't get in trouble because the person who's placing the bet wouldn't get in trouble. You legally could probably get hit for tax evasion. Would the bar for, uh, I guess, fostering the relationship? Would that? Would they be in trouble? I mean, they could, but they're not. They're not. They're, they're really looking for like the big fish. They're not looking to grab, you know, someone who's just placing a bet or like a bar who's just an intermediate, really. Because you know, technically, like. Technically, even doing a uh, Super Bowl boxes is illegal if you're not if you're not giving all the money out, which no bar does. So when the when you have a Super Bowl box, if it's a hundred dollars a box, right? A hundred dollar Super Bowl box and there's a hundred boxes, right? Ten thousand dollars, right? So if they're only giving out nine thousand whatever in in prize money, that means they're keeping a thousand dollars. That's the that's the illegal part of it. I never thought about that. That's which is what, yeah, which is, which is why so tech is that too. But no, there's no one coming into a bar and, and arresting someone because they were running two boxes, you know, because they have to get they're running around, they're collecting all the money from people. That's, that's why they're like, you very rarely will see like the full amount going out. They keep it, hmm. they keep a cut. Do you have any other questions? We hope you enjoyed this episode of the buyback. We know it was a little different, but uh, I learned a lot, and hopefully you did too. Are you gonna Are you gonna become a, a gambler? Uh, no, I'm gonna become a bookie because gambling apparently you lose all your money, and the bookies get a kickback. I don't think you should say that you're gonna become a bookie <laughs> on the recording. <laughs> um, Am I held liable now? <laughs> but yeah, if 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 you liked this, uh, one of the things that we want to do starting in season two is talking to people not necessarily who are just bartenders, but. Um, I want to get some bouncers, some bar backs. Um, Anybody who works in a bar yeah, or, I mean, or works out of a bar like a bookie would, right? Yeah, oh, boy. We got um, we got a couple plans coming up, you know? Um, another thing that we've talked about doing is 
is regulars call in. We'll give like a bar regular three minutes to talk about what bar they're regular at and why they're regular there. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think uh, something that'd be great too is if you have any suggestions about things you want to hear that you've heard in past episodes and we don't normally do, just let us know what you want, uh, any questions you want us to ask bartenders and yeah. people in bars, right? Yeah, I think season two we can change up the questions a little bit. Yeah. Um, cool. Book it. Edit, edit that. <laughs> book, it. Yeah. book it. Book it. Book it. Dano. I don't even know what it's book called. Em, book them, Dano. Book them, Dano. Bookie Dano. BR? Bathroom? Bar roll. Oh. <laughs> Barrel. Just bar roll. Uh, I can't believe we haven't said this one yet. Um, when possible, and if at all possible, even if you're paying on credit card, Try to tip in cash. Tip in cash. Tip in cash. Why, John? Well, uh, tax evasion. <laughs> That's a short answer, yeah. I mean, yeah, bartenders report their credit card tips. They have to because it's in a system. If you tip in cash, uh, it makes it a little bit easier to be able to keep your money. Yeah. And, it, and it's not that the bartender's not paying taxes. It's that their livelihood is in tips, and if they have to give all those tips back at the end of the year, well, then they didn't really make any money, did they? Yeah, and I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, at least in New York, I mean, my paychecks from the bar are 0.00. I don't make a paycheck. We live on tips, which in a way is you giving us a gift at the end of our service, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just like an additional addendum to that as well, if you don't have enough money to tip, you don't have enough money to be out at a bar drinking. (laughs) Sorry. That's just the way it goes. Okay, but like, so if you go to the bar and you have a night and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have enough money to like leave a proper tip, then put it on the the card. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like, if you don't have enough money to like if you go out and you're like I have 30 bucks I'm gonna drink 30 bucks worth of booze oh, no, no. that's not how that works no, no. <laughs> that's not you how that have, works that means you have 25 bucks and you got 5 bucks to tip well, just budget accordingly if you if you don't have the money to tip you, you yeah. probably haven't budgeted well right <laughs> I mean, none of us budget well that's fine that's true um yeah tip and cash I just feel like that should be a song, like da da tip in cash, da da tip in cash, or just the tip in cash. <laughs> you can pay your credit, you can pay your tab on the credit card and your tip in cash. Yeah. So just the tip in yo, cash. Yo yo yo, tab on the credit card, tip in cash. If anyone wants to remix this, we are taking don't submissions. Don't do it. No, don't do it. I'm taking submissions. No, don't do it, please. Remix, tip 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 in cash. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time.